Oh, when the ferns come marching in. Oh, oh when the, the ferns come marching in. Hey, hey. We stamp our feet and bleed black and white. Hey, hey. We go to war with courage and pride. Hey. <laughs> Let's push. Give me some. Let's go. Never fold. Ten toes down, baby. You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, my boy. Shush. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the Morning Shift. Powered by Uno Media. I got, I got, I Push, push, push. Ooh, Mark, can you do the thing? Do the, the, that guy. Do the play the kid. Let's push. Saved it for us. Hey, kia ora, good morning, good evening, and everything in between. It's a big trust. Tuesday, we back for our morning shifters. From our misters to our sisters, we back for another show, just in case you missed us. Do the dish. It's all powered by You Know Media. Kia ora, team. Good morning. Yeah, stay blessed. Don't stress. We've got you covered like a sundress. The number one show in Aotearoa. You already know, this is the people show. Welcome to the new media. Everything you want, nothing you don't want. No long ads, no bad vibes. Real people. Come on. Real talk. Hey, a little different today. You might have heard that one already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, congratulations. You're the first person to make it through without having a sick day. Well done. Thank you. Show up every day. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, guys. Jordan isn't here today. He's a little bit sick. But stay with us. We'll be all right. We'll still be a good show. Maybe in four minutes, if it's still bad, then you can leave. But yeah. give us give us this first little bit. Give uh, us a listen. Four minutes will give us a listen. Yeah, then, and then come back and reach it. <laughs> uh, guys, what's on the show today? We've got a whole bunch of VUA sports rap because we didn't do that yesterday. Sorry, we missed that out. Stan was on the show. But also, to step in for Jordan, uh, very special guest, one close to my heart, uh, an amazing mum, first of all. Her beautiful daughter, Palmer, is with us here today, but also just doing all these other things like playing netball and winning championships and about to go back to another World Cup. Phoenix Karaka is with us this morning. Hello. Welcome to the show. Now, Fee's a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but Fee, you listen to the show all the time. That's one thing. I do know that the show is going well because my friends listen to the show and they're brutally honest with me. And, and she was like, no, this is a good one. You guys are, you guys are doing good. You guys are doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Hey, Fee, um, just first. <laughs> love it. First off the block. So um, Stan Walker had no idea yesterday he was coming in for an interview. Has Brooke told you exactly what he expects out of you today, um, covering for Jordan? Um, no, he didn't. <laughs> well, I, what I did say was, hey, can you just jump in and do the sports rap? And about four minutes ago, I was like, you know what? Ah, stick around and do the whole show. So Fee's with us for the whole show. Uh, we also thought, okay, we always start the show with what we call an absolute void. See, Phoenix listens and Phoenix gets the honours today. So what are you going with? So today I have picked a song that is, Near and dear to my heart, only because it's a song that I have to listen to before I play any sort of game, netball game. I say it like as if I play any other sport, but <laughs> netball. But um, it is what you learn, Rihanna. Yes. Welcome to a big trust Tuesday. I can't believe that we've pulled off. Uh, we had, I guess, your coach in. Nolene was in on Friday. Stan was in yesterday. And today, we've got Phoenix. Uh, what a downgrade. Fee, tell us a bit about <laughs> Knowles. Tell us a bit about Knowles. We, had, we have her in, and we see her as a uh, Oracle? as media, as, as fans of the game. But for you as a player, Nolene Total, Dame Nolene Total, what does she mean to you and how does she help you work? 
Um, oh, I guess whenever we're around her, we feel very blessed. Um, she has this, as you guys would be very aware, having her the other day, um, this presence. She's got an aura, eh? Yeah, and it's like you just want to respect her. No matter what she does, no matter what she says, her opinion, you're just kind of like sweet. And I think the one thing that she's so strong is that whatever she does, she's 100% committed to it. Um, and that's like the decisions that she makes. And she never folds or anything. So I think that's the, the purity about her is mm. that she will back herself 100%. Well, I love that. Yeah, that's so rare too. Like it's the old saying, live by the sword, die by the sword. Like follow me to battle. Yeah. This is how we're going to win it. And like not will be the time. first person to say, I got it wrong. You get yeah. that impression if, if if you know if you don't succeed. Mm. So that's really interesting. And locker room chat, like, what's her locker room chat like in getting you guys fired up? Honestly, um, there are some coaches I've had, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> heck have you just said? I don't understand a single thing. Yeah. But with her, it's like every word you can just look at everyone, and they're so um, committed to what she's saying. And sometimes it's really odd and like different. But I think that's what atta- uh, what um, gets people's attention mm. is that it's not the same as everyone else. She's like your auntie, eh? Yeah, she reminds me of one of my aunties, yeah, like out. just real down to earth. But um, when she's hard, she's hard because she really loves you and she wants to make you a better person. Hey, man, that voice sounds good today. <laughs> so Phoenix won. Congratulations, first of all. Yes. Another championship for Phoenix and the Mystics. Oh. You guys beat the Stars. One of our close friends, Simone, plays for that. Yep. That, was, uh, that was a week and a half ago. It's been a good week and a half, has it? Only just over a week, Brooke. Oh, yeah, okay. Just over a week. Excuse me, sorry. Just over a week. Um, No, it was good. We had some good celebrations, obviously, by the sounds of my voice. But um, to be able to finish the season like that, but not just for us, for Sulu Fitzpatrick, um, her last game. So, yeah, it was kind of like a hiding so it wasn't that great of like a the end. The end result was like okay, we've won this in like ten minutes ago in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it was just more about beating the other Auckland team. You guys got another one. How is it with um, so this is year two of, of having Palmer for you now, right? So yeah. for everyone who doesn't know, Phoenix uh, amazingly had Palmer uh, a couple of years ago now, and then managed to get back into the Ferns and Mystics. You guys just won it. I know last year was tough. Yeah. Last year was very tough. Patty was in Japan as well. Pa- yeah. uh, Patrick is Phoenix's partner, plays rugby. Yeah. Uh, so you were making that work. How was year two of being a mum and playing netball at the highest level and, and just navigating the waters and making it work? It was almost harder. Having, having Patty Pat back? Home. Purely because <laughs> when... <laughs> I don't like to know Just because when I was by myself, it was kind of like my way. I just had to get it all done. Right. And then if I needed help, I could call upon someone. Whereas here, it's like the different schedules. Blues, with their organisation in terms of like, they don't know what they're doing the next week. That was really hard for me because I was like, do I need to call a babysitter? Do I need to put her into school? Like, what's the go? And that was purely the hard thing about Pat being back. But having him there um, as moral support, I've not cooked like once since Pat's been back. Oh, really? (laughs) What? He's been back for a long time, I Phoenix. I know. I'm making him work. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Well, he broke his arm. He's got a lot to do anyway. Does it um, does it switch over now? Because he's he's currently injured. Like, well, how can he cook yeah. with a broken arm? Um, Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, they Uber Eats too. They Uber Eats. Uh, World Cup's on the way. How are we yes. feeling? Uh, con- wait, first of all, congratulations. I know um, maybe us and our friend group get a little bit... Um, 
watered down and, and don't understand the gratitude and the magnitude of you guys constantly making World Cups and going over to these things. So one, love you for making this all ferns. But uh, how are we feeling? I know some of your very close friends missed out on the squad as well. So it's a bit of a catch-22. You get to go and go run it back. But yeah. some of your friends aren't there as well. Yeah, I was stoked for myself purely because I guess this time it was do they take a bolter? Do they take a young defender? Mm. So I wasn't very secure in my position going to Oh, you World should have asked me. I could, I could have told you on the team. <laughs> you were sweet. But I think, um, yeah, I'm just stoked to be there again. This is my third one, and I think I'm the only one who's been to three now with Shannon out and Bailey out. They've, um, well, one's had a baby and one's retired. So I feel old, but I still feel young at heart with the team. Um, pretty disappointed with, my mate Peta Toyava mm. not making it, but um, I think she's done everything that she can do, possibly do, to make the squad. And at the end of the day, it's one person's opinion. Hard out. And and just to make you like Peta just a little bit more, I call Phoenix after, like, hey, congrats and blah, blah, blah. And what did Peta say to you when you spoke to her? This is going to make you like her even more, guys, if you don't already. She pretty much just said, just go and get that gold medal. It wasn't about I'll her. I'll back you 100%. Yeah. It's all good. You got this. And I think that shows purely her character. And she's such a darling. I love her to bits. And when Pat was gone, actually, she would come over and help me. Not just her, but her and Sulu. But, yeah, it's just heartbreaking when you see someone working so hard and then they don't get the treats at the end. It's just like, oh. I think I cried twice for her. She is amazing, though. Jeez, yeah. she is amazing. Yeah. Wow, you made it, so congratulations. You also <laughs> made it to the show, so you're going to ride out the show with us. And we always jump into the show, and the first thing that we do is Daily Bread. Breaking, Breaking bread, bread with the news, news of today. today. Nice Phoenix. And I'll launch into it soon as Jordan's away today. And I saw a pretty, I guess, alarming fact out of a new survey that's been uh, been had showing that hundreds of primary school uh, principals are soon to quit the profession. Um, Yeah, this is some long-serving leaders, and they're blaming outdated systems and a lack of resources. Um, Recently, obviously, the teachers and the government came to an agreement and looking like we shouldn't have as many uh, strikes as we have in the past. But this is some alarming news because a principal, from my experience of being on a board of trustees, is that they're, they're different. They're not necessarily... Uh, passionate about teaching, but they are. A, a lot of them are, but a lot of them are passionate about upskilling their teachers and their and uh, the people who work under them. So it's not like you just in some industries where you just find the next most experienced person that takes over as the principal. Mm-hmm. They're actually a different you know kettle of fish. It's a different kind of job. You get less time in the classroom, and those who are passionate about teaching kids, um, they tend to stay in the classrooms, and then the principals tend to lead from the top. So pretty alarming if. Um, uh, our primary school teachers, are, well, the principals at least, are leaving in droves or, or intend to in the next two years because it's already a stressed system. Um, God forbid all of a sudden we have a lack of principals and uh, to add to our problems. So. Well, it makes a lot of sense because Phoenix and I are very lucky. We actually have a very, very close friend who is a teacher as well, primary school teacher, Amber, and she is amazing. She is like the number one person when it comes to giving your heart and, and just being in it for all the right reasons. And even she's like, hey, guys, it, it's, it's hard. Like, it's really, really hard to uh, have these big classes, um, the money that is coming through, the money that you know you should be making. They are our future as well. So mm. I completely understand how tough it is. I think the principles, um, like, yeah, the principles, 
it's so much day to day, like organising a school. Mm-hmm. That's the different skill sets that come from, say, a teacher who's super passionate about making sure our young people uh, learn something or take something away and become the best they can be. Um, it's, if, if all of a sudden our principals are starting to leave in the primary sector, I, I don't know what the What's fix next? will be because it's a, yeah, like I say, different different skill sets needed for principals that are safe for, for teachers who may be willing to step up. I'm sure there'll be plenty of teachers who do want to step up and become principals. Yeah. When I say step up, that sounds a little disrespectful. Nah, no, we know what you mean. But you know what I mean, like step into those roles. But man, it's a worrying time. Man. Education in this country, it's been it's been all over homeschool, the place. Homeschool, man. Let's homeschool. all homeschool it out. Phoenix is looking at me like, I don't think i want you to homeschool, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> okay, I'll break off a little bread today. It's been a long time. I'm just going to play a, a, a song that we heard 10 years ago. You guys remember this? Everyone remembers oh, this. Oh, yes. Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Whoop. Whoop. Just looks. It's almost Gangnam got 5 Star. billion views on, on uh, YouTube. So... This obviously, it, it took the world over by storm. It was one of the biggest songs that we've ever had. It's still big. This is a, a concert. I'm going to play uh, some live uh, footage of a concert that's going down or just went down in Korea over the weekend. And it's it's Sai, so the singer of Gundam Style, with a stadium packed for Yashu. A stadium packed of maybe 50,000 Koreans. Mark, can you see that? Can you see through? That's nuts. How old is this song like? This is the 10-year celebration. That's what they're doing here. This is uh, 10 years later and the crowd is still going berserk. That's what it says. That's my daily bread. Is that song right there? 4.8 billion uh, streams. It has been viewed more than most songs, I think. Uh, uh, I, was listen- I was listening to it before. Baby Shark is oh actually number one. Sorry, yeah, did you say, how, many, how many people did you say were in that crowd, did it say? Uh, 60,000. 60,000 people. Please tell me they were there for something other than that song. Uh, that it song... doesn't appear like it. Like It appears like they are there just for that. Mark, if you can see this through oh there. Oh, my goodness. I think there would be more things there, but this was the reason that everyone in Korea <laughs> showed up to listen to Side 10 years on. And it looks like it's an absolute vibe. So is, is there a um, is there a go to song Phoenix in the in the Silver Ferns locker room if you guys win? Do, do, is it? We have a chant. Oh, you guys oh, have a chant. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Mark, can you put the music down? Let's oh. hear it. Come on, yeah, come on. Teach us, teach us, and we can do it. So the Warriors, the Warriors keep posting their chant that they, yeah. they do after their game recently. Come on, teach oh us. So we all okay. know the Ferns chant. I, I don't think I can remember. You guys want enough to remember? If the, oh, oh, when the Ferns come marching in. Oh, when the first come marching in, we stamp our feet and bleed black and white. We go to war with courage and pride. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's a bit longer than that, but yeah. No, I like it. (laughs) We might need to spice it up a little bit, but hey, guys, at least we know what the ferns are doing. The mystics are trying to look for one, so if you can come up with one. Is this a moment? Ooh. Okay, let's take a second. Maybe we put this on the shifters page. If you're not there just yet, uh, go and follow one, that one. We get a mystic song. Yeah. Someone come up with the chant, the beat, everything. Guys, that's Palmer. That's, uh, she's trying to make, <laughs> the, make the song. That's uh, Phoenix's daughter. Okay, that's my daily bread. Phoenix has one for us too. Oh, okay. I feel like this is so lame, but I'm a clean freak, and I follow Britt Cunningham on, um, what's that app? TikTok. <laughs> Shows how old I am. Um, and I just wanted to share with you guys 
that you guys should definitely get the Wagner Spray Tech. It's a steam cleaner. Okay. It is up there. If you're obsessed with cleaning like I am, but you should be obsessed with cleaning anyway, like you should be proud of your space and proud of your home. Um, it, yeah, it like mops your floors. It cleans your blinds. It gets rid of mould. Like it's the number one cleaner. I yeah. To put it into context of how clean Phoenix is, if you go to her house, like her laundry is in its own separate container. So the uh, like the detergent or the washing powder that the boxer came in, it is now in its own Sistema box, which has a Ooh. label on it to say, hey, this is what we use this for. Like Phoenix's house is the most immaculate, perfect Ooh. OCD house that you've ever seen in your life. And that's with a child. So yes. what is it? What's the product? Wagner Steam Cleaner, I think. Wagner yes. Steam Cleaner. Spray Tech, sorry. Wagner Spray Tech. Yes. Look at us. From that's Amazon. not even an ad. <laughs> not even an ad. All right, that's your daily bread, guys. Breaking bread. With, with the, the news, news of today. This is the morning shift. Yes, it is, and this is the best place to come. If you miss anything to do with sports, we got the guy who is in charge of knowing everything about it. His name is Martua Mark, and he does it better than everyone else. And to add to it, we thought, you know what? Let's just bring a silver fern in today as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, into your sports rap and super rugby. Ugh. Then there were four. Ugh. And that four doesn't include the Hurricanes. It should. It should. Yep, controversial end to the Hurricanes-Brumbies match in Super Rugby quarterfinals in Canberra. It was the 84th minute. Mm. Score, 37-33. Adi Savia, Captain Fantastic, the man you want with the ball in hand. Backs. Hicks the ball up. Mm. Goes off the back of the ruck less than three metres out and dives over the line under the posts. But the official on-field call is held up. So, Nick, based on the angles that I have available, I don't have a clear grounding, okay. which will mean we'll stick with an on-field decision of held up, and that is the end of the okay. game. So it's held up. Brumbies win. BS. Sorry for yelling, but BS. Brooke. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. <sighs> okay, I'll be honest with you. I watched the game. Watched it from start to finish. Uh, mm. We had chances to win it. There was a chance where uh, Jordy missed Bailey Sullivan. That's okay. Like, these things happen. Oh, that was a big gap. <laughs> it was a big gap, and we had penalty advantage. But that's okay. You know, like, this, your All Black has the ball. You back them. Uh, and then it went to Artie. And, and Artie said he scored the try. So if Artie says he scored the try, then damn it, I believe that he scored the try. It looked like to me, yeah, there might have been a hand under there, but there was a space. There's photos where it looked like there was ball on the grass. But because how the ref had called it, it just seemed like it was never, ever going to matter. Yeah, I want to talk about how the refs um, call out these calls as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, as you mentioned, Adi Savia, open and honest and emotional in his post-game speech. Uh, yeah, pretty disappointing, mate. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, come down to their last kind of, kind of play and as much as I disagree, but that's just the way 40 years and doesn't go your way, sometimes it does and just got to live with it and um, yeah I'm pretty immensely proud of my boys man like I said in the first half um, we've got to leave everything out there and I felt like we did it on that last play you definitely got your body height the lowest did you feel you definitely got that down yeah, I scored it brother um, hey my man but initially I scored it and then he held me up um, but hey it is what it is man I, I'm gutted but honestly brother I'm, I'm just truly grateful and blessed bro to be here and um, play this game for my club and my team, so um, pretty special moment. Um, but yeah, it's good. 
Come on, man. How can you not like that guy? Come Phoenix, on, Phoenix, man. You, you, you've, you've been around some rugby players. Artie yeah. Savia, how do you how do you see him? Uh, he's yeah, he's great. I I really rate him as an athlete. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about Fee. Too, she, eh? She'll be completely honest. Like, there's players in All Blacks. I'm not going to make you say the name. <laughs> Fee can't stand. <laughs> that she cannot stand. No, yeah, might, okay. But we won't say those names. But when she likes someone, you will say, hey, yeah, they're actually yeah. pretty good. Artie is the best. Like, Artie is the best player in the world. I think if Jordan was here, he would agree. Right now, Artie Sevilla is the best player in the world. And if that's how my season goes down, with the best player in the world having a dig and he scores the try, Hurricanes fans, we can live with it. Yeah, I, I, I think... Oh, sorry for you. I don't understand how a hand can hold a ball up. Oh, the skin between the grass. Yes, but, like, it's not that big. I'm with the you, Fee. <laughs> Fee, I You know what I mean? Like, now that I'm you. seeing it, I'm like, there's a hand and then the ball is huge, like, compared to the hand. On the angle with the force that yeah, Artie gets on the way down. And how do you have enough cameras to see all angles? For yeah. you preaching to the choir. This is true. <laughs> I, I do have a gripe with the way referees make calls on the field, though, and, and especially when they need evidence and they make the call and say, I, I'm feeling like that was a held up. Cordero. Uh and I need evidence to overthrow that call. Yeah. I think it's the wrong way about asking the question. I think if you don't have a clear view of what's happened, I think you throw it upstairs. I think that's still a good idea. They review every single piece of footage, and then they make the call. They're not trying to mm. prove something wrong or prove something right. What they're doing is taking all the evidence they have, and then they make a call. Rather than, like, that was impossible to overthrow. But it was also impossible to make it a try. So leave it on the footage we have. We've got the technology to do that. Why not just make that the case? Uh, I, Mark, I am so with you, and I've never been more with you because our season is over. <laughs> I've never, ever stood beside you more than the, the statement you just made. Mm. Like and you, you can't leave a season like that. Yeah, well, it's over for you guys. Uh, and other results, <laughs> the Blues cruised into the semifinals against the other cruisers, the Crusaders. Uh, that game will happen uh, five past seven on Friday night. And the Chiefs squeaked in to hosting the Brumbies in semifinal number two. That game's happened on, well, will happen on Saturday night in Hamilton at five past seven. Okay, who's in the finals? Who we got? You got Crusaders <sighs> and Blues. You'd, so you'd probably go Blues. Yeah, but if I'm being realistic. Oh, Crusaders. I don't know. Uh, Pat's not playing, so, you know, I'm not aligned to any team Oh, now. okay. I, no, you, that, you, <laughs> most likely scenario. Who's the most likely to win that game down on, in Christchurch on Friday night? Crusaders. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, boo-boo. I got, I, I got, yeah, I, I love you. I got, I got Crusaders as well. Mark? Um, I'm, you know, if ever there was a team that could upset the Crusaders at home, I think the Blues could do it. And after the, the showing that they did against New South Wales... I would not be surprised at all if the Blues get, get up, up and win that game. Yeah. I think that's a real 50-50. Well, they got so many good players in their team and they don't all fire at once. If they can band together and put on a performance, then yeah. But yeah. they've been slacking with who they got. Wait, yeah. so if, if, <laughs> if cool point. the Blues win and the Chiefs lose, so the Brumbies win, does that mean the final would be is played at Eden, Eden Park? Park? Yes. Oh, wow. It's the so only way. Chance. Yeah, it's the only way. What about, um, I think I think we all think the Chiefs will beat the Brumbies, all right? Brumbies oh, were better than I thought, though. I knew they were good, but they play at this really quick pace. That's what was getting the Hurricanes. We would score. We scored 33 points. We just gave up 37 points. So, yeah, that's not going to help. Uh, yeah, but I think the Chiefs, Chiefs are good, man. They didn't look as good on the weekend, but I think they'll sort it out, and I think they probably won that by 12-plus. Oish. Yeah, I got Chiefs. All right, moving through and to the NRL. And wow, what about them Warriors? Mm. It was round 15 and it was a showing for the ages. Johnson 
He puts plenty on this. But Teddy Zalesniak! You see it, but you can't believe it! How has he contorted himself? How did he contort himself? That was amazing. It was a great try. A big win for the boys in front of a sold-out emotional stadium in Canberra. Um, Jared Croker's 300th game. Down eight, six and a half time. The boys storm back in a magical way with a massive uh, second 40, winning 36-14 and now sit fourth, well, tied for fourth, but in sixth place on point differential and have the bye this week and then away to the Dragons in round 17 on Friday the 23rd. Oh, we got another away game? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, Mark, what happened in the second half? I watched the game, but to you as the Warriors guy, how do we turn that around? It looked amazing. That was the best Warriors half I've seen in a long time. Uh, Except for maybe that Cronulla half they had. Yeah, I think it was just a combination of Canberra just, they got caught in the lights. I think it was emotional. This is, this is a theory I have, and I'm, I'm glad that I have a professional athlete I can run this by. Um, yes, yes, yes. When yes. you have these big, like a 300th game for Jared Croker, and it's emotional because this is going to be his last season with the Raiders, yeah. what is, does that, can that suck the energy out of the room? If you like in the first half, you're all guns are blazing, but you've used so much emotional and he was crying and stuff when he was running out and all his teammates were hugging him I, those kinds of little, and I don't want to call it a distraction but it kind of is away from the actual game being played on the field can they have an effect on the team as the, as the minutes start ticking up uh, yes I think so um, but the, I think it's purely why in the Mystics when Sulu got her with 150 she made it like she said I don't want anything to do with my 150 until after the game right. and so we didn't celebrate we didn't acknowledge it to start the day off we just went in like a normal game and then we were able to just smash the other team and I think um, she's been around for a very long time and she can understand that celebrating too early um, is a distraction and sometimes you think you've got the win in the bag and you don't actually have it. Uh, I want to say sp- celebrating a little early, and I love the girls because I I know most of the stars girls, but I watched them win the semi, and the way they celebrated, I thought, oh, sh- truth, I think that might be the final. And then I watched the game against Phoenix, and and they came out and. Did you see when they lost to us but got a bonus point? Yeah, they celebrated. Yeah, and, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's that's why I was a little bit worried for them coming into this game. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, Mark, and to this, because both games were played in Canberra. So the night before Warriors played, was it sold out? It was damn near sold it out. It was sold out. It was yeah. sold out. And then the next night, the Hurricanes play the Brumbies. It's a quarterfinal. And there's, there's half the people at the game, which mm. is a telling sign when you've got a quarterfinal compared to just a regular season game at the same stadium the next day between league and union. Well, we could open up a whole Pandora's box talking about crowds going to rugby games and stress and strain on certain clubs that now financially have taken a knee mm-hmm. and over, in, over in the UK. Yep. Japan seems to be... Crowd numbers seem to be strong as usual, and France seems to be the only the only two countries who are playing rugby, uh, and their domestic leagues are well supported at the moment. So wow. it's not looking yeah it's not looking great. However, it was a pumping FMG stadium in Waikato, so yeah, I mean, true. It, yeah, it comes with the throws. Um, and just finally on the Warriors, I do think it was a combination of Canberra kind of fizzling out in the second half yeah. because they'd used so much emotional energy, and the Warriors just. They just were relentless. It was like one of these games where they were relentless. They were carrying it up through the middle really, really strong. And, you know, I could go on. I could go on. I think another good point, and it would be great to hear Phoenix's point of view. Uh, you know Sean very well. We're obviously on the same circle. And, and you saw Sean before he left. You saw Sean while he was in Cronulla. And now we obviously know Sean now. Mm. Uh, how different is he? Because everyone talks about Sean and the way he's playing. But he just, he's always happy-go-lucky, but he yeah. seems... He seems happy. Yeah, content at the moment, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't know if that's being home or the fact that they've got another baby on the way but I 
I, he's such a family guy, and I think that's the whole reason is just being around family, having another baby on the way. Mm. The comments he made to Kayla before coming into a Ferns <laughs> camp, he was like, oh, have fun at your last camp. <laughs> but, like, I just love that about him because he's obviously wanting this family, and that's so true to who he is, and he treats us like he's yeah, our family. And so, yeah, he just seems happy, and he seems like he's playing better than he ever, ever has. has eh? yeah. There was a smile at the end when he got that intercept. Oh, wow. That was the I haven't seen him smile like that in a long time. Sure, we love you. Keep going, brother. Mm. <laughs> and finally, in your sports wrap, the UFC and Amanda Nunez beat Irene Aldana uh, by a unanimous decision on Sunday. But the big story was the retirement of the double champ. I come from a small seat in Brazil. The name is Pojuca. Nobody knows where it is in Brazil. But I made it here. I become a champion and the only champion that Brazil has right now. So I believe you. Thank you. One more time for the greatest fighter of all time, Amanda Nunes. Yeah, emotional. Uh, Nunes had laid both the belts on the ground uh, in the middle of the octagon when she had won that fight. Uh, she took a knee, she was crying. Um, and now will apparently vacate both belts in retirement, uh, leaving the UFC featherweight uh, and bantamweight titles up for grabs. It's just, yeah, I watched the fight. Aldana, man, she just didn't look like... She, yeah, there was something Boring. weird. It, and I think I've found this in a couple of championship fights, and I'm not massively into the UFC. I watch it as a casual. I'll be the first to put my hand up and say that. But it seems like these contenders who are looking to take the championship, um, they get into the bright lights of this championship fight, and either it's... The champion is so much better, mm -hmm. or they get intimidated by the champion, and so their game drops a little. And it felt like that yesterday with watching Aldana. She was probably in the first three rounds, hardly even threw a punch, um, and everything was counter, so waiting for her to come. But I find the same when it comes to Izzy. Uh, I guess John Jones has that same kind of mm -hmm. aura about him, where you finally made the big dance as the challenger, and then it all kind of just... Closes doesn't happen, yeah. Like you stop, gonna, you stop risking it. How do you do it? Because you've obviously played in like a World Cup final, and maybe one of your better games too. Yeah. Like, how do you stop turtling up when it comes to playing the diamonds? We all know how good they are. Oh, that's. I guess that's the you know question everyone's asking themselves. But um, culture, I, th I I feel like it's a culture thing, and if you know when you're going out on court. Being a team sport, you need to know that your sister's got your back. Yeah. If you throw a ball away and you've got people yelling at you and saying, I was right there, like, pass me the ball, that's not support. You've got to egg that person on and you've got to say, next time we're going for that and we're getting that and we're going to work together to get that ball. I wonder if to that point that's why it's a little bit harder in the UFC because you yeah. don't have someone by your side. Yeah. You close the gate behind you and then it's just you and that it's person in the ring and then the lights with Amanda Nunes in front of me, I'll be like, oh, don't get me wrong. I would not want to be. I would turtle up as soon as I got into the octagon Thanks. with Amanda Nunes. But it just seems like there are some fighters with some aura around them that hold championship belts, and it's just yeah. When, I think when, Izzy's got that. Yeah, I, definitely Izzy because I think it, yeah, that so many fights you see of him where everyone's like going, oh, like he's hardly even like having to work in this fight, and it's because all of a sudden these challenges have destroyed people all their way up to the big fight get into the octagon and go, oh, mm. oh my goodness, I'm here. Yoel Romero, when he just stood there the whole oh. time, he had the scariest hands maybe in the UFC and Izzy wanted to still fight him. He just stood in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Like, you got to throw, man. you got to throw. Easy to say when you're sitting right here, though, wouldn't it? Tip of the hat to the Lioness, Nunes. Uh, Oliveira, he looked good too. Oliver, whoa. 
Yeah. yeah he, look, I didn't watch the fight. I'll be honest with you. Uh, just being as honest as I can be, that was. I'm a big UFC fan. That was the least invested in a card that I've been in a long time. I know Amanda Nunes is good. I didn't know much about who she was fighting, so I wasn't invested in that fight. Uh, Oliveira is the man who had that rise, but I didn't really know too much about who, who he was fighting to. And then besides that on the card, I didn't really know who else was fighting, so I wasn't really invested in this card. Mm. All right, there's plenty of uh, good cards coming up anyway, so you oh, get your investment facts. back. All right, that's us. That's a sports wrap. Get a gift. This is The Morning Shift. Yes, it is. Kia ora team. And one thing that we love and it's continuing to go is the VUAs, the voice us, anything. We have a whole bunch more, so we'll just jump straight into it. You've got mail. Hello, guys. My name is Janellen. I'm from Brisbane, Australia. I'm such a big fan of your podcast and everything you guys are doing. Um, just wanted to say thank you to someone. Um, she just recently moved to New Zealand. Her name's Amanda Numada. Shout out to her. If it wasn't for her, you know, my sister and I wouldn't be on the path we are on today. She was my youth leader and also my youth pastor. I dropped out of high school and back in 2021, I did a diploma and I wanted to give up many, many times because it was too difficult for me to understand. But she did not give up on me and she would sit with me and help me do my assignments. And she believed in me even when I didn't. And she told me she had a vision of me walking on the stage getting my diploma, which did happen. Um, thanks to her and many other amazing people. But, you know, she would help provide, like, pay for our food growing up and stuff like that when our parents were distant. So she was, like, such a good older sister to my sister and I. Uh, this must have been on the backs of a conversation we had a week ago. Peter Finder. Yeah, Peter Finden. Finden, sorry. Finder. Um, my bad. My doesn't, bad. Ar- doesn't answer my to bad, the last name. Finden. No, no, no. Finden. Um, yeah, so it was, a, a, I guess, a realisation for me of some of the people who had helped me get to where I am today. And, and it really just, I guess, during childhood that you never really have reached out and, and thanked. Um, and that was that was pretty cool. Very cool. Can I can I throw one at you, Fee? Are you going to look? You're yeah, about I'm to about to throw it at Fee. <laughs> I know you listen to the show all the time, so you probably heard that one as well. Is there one person that you would be like, hey, I want to thank this person for doing this mm. for me that you've never really even spoke of? Or I listened to this show, um, this one, and I was like, shit, yeah, I need to, I need to do this. Um, I don't want to cry. But, like, heaps of my friends know that I've got parents who have had their own struggles Mm. and it's been, sorry, hard. But it would be my auntie. She was a cop, so she always kept me in line. And um, if I was ever on the verge of, like, going down that road, she would always pull me in and rein me in. She's amazing. Yeah. I would not be here today if it wasn't for her. Especially. That auntie is very, very special. Is she still with us, your auntie? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, she's Palmer's... Oh, she used to be Palmer's best friend, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, she still will be. Amazing, though. Amazing, amazing yeah. auntie. Yeah, and, and a, that was a super cool message to receive because we do... We, I mean, we throw the net out there and, and it was just a, a piece that... Um, and, and there are quite a few people who have messaged in to say, hey, yep, this was a reminder for us that, you know, it, it is important to say thank you to those special people who have helped us be uh, or become who we are today. Uh, moving through. So I'm 18... I went to Dunedin over the weekend to go visit my bro at university. Uh, had a good time. Uh, so I'm sitting sitting here with a um, box of twoies. I'm drinking. 
And um, these very nice, lovely women uh, came up to me and they wanted to get me into bed. I don't know if I reacted the right way, so I just kind of laughed. <laughs> and then my brother's like trying to gas me up, trying to get me into their rooms. I'm like, nah, Jay, nah. They even told me their room numbers. So even during like later in that night, my brother's like, gas me up. Yo, Jay, you got to get in that room. So I'm sitting here like, nah, I'm good. I'm just drinking. I don't know if I did the right move because, you know, could have had a good, better time that night. Already had a good time, but could have had a better time. So what's your kind of advice on that? What's your reckon, <laughs> You missed out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You're only 18 once. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> Take it from a 41-year-old man. I feel like sometimes the idea of what could have happened actually is better than what did happen. It trumps it, right? Totally. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, he won't know that, though. He won't know that until he's... You learn from your failures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a failure? Because it could have <laughs> gone knows, even right? worse. He was on the Tuis. However, <laughs> it could have been the most amazing experience. It could have been. Because he was on the Tuis. Yeah. And, and now he will never know. This nah, is a great chance to throw a lob back at Brooke now, uh, Fee, and ask him, talk about the, the one that you missed out on, yeah. Brooke. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, too soon. Too, too soon. soon. Too soon. Okay, uh, moving through. Boys, hope this message comes to you with good health, hypothetically speaking. Say you had $3.70 in your account the day before payday. Uh, what's for dinner? Yeah, asking for a mate. Oh, asking for a mate. Asking for a mate. <laughs> $2.70, yeah. $2.70, one person. Uh, or... Can you feed? Can you feed a family or, or one person on two dollars seventy? What would you be going to? What would you go to? Pies. What would you do? Pie. Pie. Yeah. Can't feed a family on that though. What about what about what about uh, some udon noodles? They're probably ninety cents with some mixed veggies. Like you might not have chicken, but it's not a bad meal for two dollars seventy. Udon noodles with some mixed veggies. Uh, maybe some sauce in there. Mm. I reckon we can keep that under two seventy. No? no? No, yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, my bad. I was trying something. Um, if you are particularly good um, at looking for sales, you should be able to get yourself maybe a 99-cent pack of pasta. Um, oh, here we go. For sale. Um, you should also be able to get a can of tuna. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you're yeah, good. Yeah. And, I mean, it's probably not the nicest combination, but you should also be able to grab a um, a can of either tomatoes or like, uh, like a tomato... S- not soup, but something that you could put through it to flavour both the tuna and the pasta. So you yeah, you should, might be right. I don't know if that, that's going to be probably going to be over two dollars seventy. You go close, close to three dollars. The other thing, you, you, you just get yourself a big. Uh, you can upsize this and get a big meal of sleep. <laughs> just put, go to sleep, close those eyes. We wake up tomorrow and then just hope that we got some money in the account. Yeah, I mean it's hard times for a lot of people right now. So uh, not laughing, but man, two seventy. That is a it's a tough budget. Go get yourself pie, my boy. Mm, all right, and finally. Kia ora, the morning shift. Hey, I thought I'd just add my two cents in here and caught it all about the bro who put a VUA in about his missus ex- experiencing extreme morning sickness and whether he should resign from work to help her or he should carry on working to pay the bills to help pay for all the baby stuff. Um, and maybe I just came up with this idea, so maybe he could... Um, Ask work if he could cut his hours down, uh, maybe work half a day, or maybe work four out of the five days, or four out of six days, 
and um, yeah, just cut his hours down so then he can juggle both where he's working and he can attend his missus and help her out as well. So, yep. Cheer. That's a great suggestion. Very, very good suggestion. Phoenix, can we put this one back on you too? Because we had three dads talk about it the first time. So anyone who missed the show, just to give a context of what he was talking about, is his partner has something called hypermysticism, and I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm saying that wrong, but uh, basically 3% of people have this while they're going through pregnancy, and it's a really, really bad form of morning sickness. And he was judging or juggling, like, do I stay at work and make money, or do I just pack it in and, and sit by my lady as she's going through all these things? We kind of had three different, I guess, suggestions, Jordan, Mark, and myself. Fee, you've obviously been through it. Uh, what what would you say in that situation? And, and and you can live from your experience. I feel like I can't give advice on something that I've not really been through. Um, That's never stopped us. <laughs> if anything, we double down at that point. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. I'm always very money conscious. Mm-hmm. So I would say... Stay at work. Stay at work. Okay. But like what this guy said, if you can do part-time or you know less hours... That would help, but I'm always very like I need to make sure that I'm I'm secure, and yeah. But I don't, I've I've not had morning sickness. My pregnancy was good. You didn't have morning sickness at nah. all. So like I feel really bad. Oh, I wow. can't comment on that. Do you feel bad? Like do you honestly feel bad that you didn't have it? Yeah, kind of. I kind of wish I was like a little bit nauseous at least, mm. but I had, you had nothing? nothing. And Kayla, one of our friends, yeah. Sick for three months. Oh, wow. And I was just like... And at a similar time. Oh, yeah, nothing. I don't Mm. know. What about post-pregnancy? How are you? Nothing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. That's a good thing, yeah. (laughs) Made you feel worse. Sorry, guys. No, that's good. It's it's funny, though, Fee, from a, a, I guess, a father and a male's perspective, you feel so helpless when you do Mm. see your partner going through it. You're just this... I've never felt more useless in my life. Then when our daughter was continually um, needing to be breastfed, didn't take the bottle, and I felt bad as a partner, oh, okay. having to see my my wife get up every single night, mm. or you know, for those real early feeds, I was just like, what am I? I am literally just a donor. That's all I have become in this whole situation, and you <laughs> feel bad that. about it. So I, I understand yeah. where this dude's coming from. Like he's literally tossing up. What what is the right move here? Yeah. And you'd hope that he has a workplace that is really understanding and goes and flexible. Yeah, yeah, flexible and can help out. But don't feel bad. Oh. No, you do. But like, I also felt like I'm very secure in my relationship with Pat. So if I needed him to take over, I'd be like, "Boo boo, I need you to do this right now because mm. I can't." But um, I feel like I'm like as a mum, you also learn that like you've just given birth, which is the hardest thing in the world, and like you can charge on. And I feel like there's like that empowerment of being a mum. And it's just like, I can do this. You guys took, so uh, for, for context as well, just to show how amazing Fee and Kayla are, uh, how old were Palmer and, and Miller when you guys took them over to England as a part of the Silver Ferns? One, I think. So they had managed to have a baby, get their bodies mm-hmm. back into shape, uh, play mystics and stars, and then get back into the Ferns and then travel. And you guys don't travel first class. Like we, no. as, as <laughs> honest as we can be, you guys travel cattle class and you made it work. But uh, it travel, is hard. travel, any type of travel with a child is a nightmare. So add that onto the oh. fact that you're about to head over and, and tournament up. Like, that's incredible. I feel bad again. Because oh, no. Tell me it was a dream trap. Oh. The Palmer yeah, was great. Palmer was. <laughs> honestly, I've got this photo of her. Too big for the, the bassinet thing. Yes. Like, just conked out. And poor Kayla with Miller. 
Miller was like crying the whole oh. flight. In the middle of COVID. In the middle of COVID. But like, yeah, it, yeah, I felt really bad then too. <laughs> this is not a feel good day. <laughs> Speaking of not being a feel good, uh, take this as far as, as, or you can just stop it as soon as you want to. But we've had some amazing chats about um, the difference. Obviously, Paddy's with the All Blacks and you're with the Silver Ferns. So that's the top tier when it comes to male and female sports here in New Zealand. But the way you guys travel and, and the pay that you guys have and the gap that is between it, you see it firsthand. Mm-hmm. How are you coping with that? And um, and where would you like to see netball? Let's just say in like five years or maybe when Palmer puts on a dress for the first time. Because I know it's not easy. Yeah, no. Um, knowing that we do equally the same mm-hmm. and the pay is miles apart is is disheartening and I complain to Pat all the time but I, I know that it will never change while I'm there so the most that I can do and give to others is trying to make it better and that's what we're trying to do in the environment at leave the it moment. better than you leave found it. it better than we found it and I feel like in spaces we are doing that but it's hard Especially when you keep getting the, we need seats on bums and, oh, seats Bum- on oh. bums. <laughs> Other way around, but we're right. Bums on seats. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's. It's a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. yeah without Because I'm doing the same time as Pat. Maybe even more. Maybe even more. But yeah. You guys are amazing. It is what it is. No, no, I want you guys to know you're amazing. We're standing in your corner. We are with you guys. I think that's what I enjoyed most probably about the Black Ferns efforts with the World Cup was they kicked the door down. Oh, yeah. Mm. There was no ignoring them. No. They were front and centre. It also helped the timing, I think, of the tournament. Like There wasn't a lot on, but there's just something to be said about just kicking the door down and saying, we've had enough. Like, let's just, yeah, let's make this happen. we can do it. Yeah. We can do it. Easy for us, again, to say. It's not our profession, (laughs) but... um, Well, live game is always different to watching sport on TV. Mm. And I've had so many people say the same thing about netball, just never realised how fast and intense the game and physical the game actually is. And... It's more about like trying to entice people to come to a live game, but I don't think we do that enough. Like a week leading into the ANZ, there was nothing about the ANZ happening, mm-hmm. and like I didn't, I haven't seen much about like the women's rugby um, since. since you know, like be louder, mm-hmm. and you've got the resources and the people to do it. Like in the social media nowadays, like put an ad everywhere that you can, like. Every two seconds on something. Well, I came and watched you guys play and you played Simone and it was one of the best games I've actually seen. I think we went to like triple overtime. Yeah. But I was like, the problem is I didn't know about the game until I spoke to you because you're playing in it. Yeah. So how do people who don't know you or know anyone playing, how do they know there's a game? And then it comes back to what we're talking about is someone needs to market it so yeah. we can watch this product that is amazing. You, yeah. this, is, this is where we sit in society at the moment. We are the Uber Eats society. Everything has to be done for us. For it us. needs to be cooked. It needs to be, you know, packaged. It needs to be delivered. You know, we're we're one step away from having Mama Bird chew it up and spit it in our mouths. It's got to be so simple. So when you're working on a social media plan, here's me, who knows everything. Um, But what needs to happen is you almost need to paint the idea that this is the perfect night out for the family. Yes. Here's what you're going to get. This is what it's going to cost you. Here's how you're going to get get there. Now, Auckland public transport sucks mm. that's the first thing so mm-hmm. if we're looking to market an Auckland team you've got to make it super easy no stress paint the picture for the person they go okay cool so I just paid the money here and everything else happens yeah. for me Blues do that yeah that's that's part of the package mm-hmm. and then it's about marketing like the sports highlights getting it out there on, on IG all the time so people are wanting to be a part of it's out of sight out of mind right yeah yeah very well.
It's like true. when we play on a Saturday, I'm like, why don't you pitch like a girls' weekend? Yeah. Like, come watch the netball, and then afterwards, there's a bar down the road. You yes. Can, like, go and have Hang fun, out like, and meet people. Yeah, and but it's, yeah, it's very... Well, we with you. <laughs> hey, uh, nonetheless, thank you so much for stepping in for Jordan today. Yeah, you also. We got a sore fern, guys. Yeah. We got a sore fern off to the World Cup. It's right around the corner. Good luck for that as well. Congratulations on um, on winning with the Mystics and just being the most amazing mum. Oh, thanks. Uh, and you got to do the saying: say your full name and say do the dishes. <laughs> this is Phoenix Karaka and do the dishes. Come on, hand wash only. <laughs> The shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The morning shift. I'm gonna make an offer again with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. Okay. I'm like the burger.